0: Hello, everyone. It's your favorite homeboy, Zach, iconic Thomas. Welcome into So Far, So Hood, the place for those who are misunderstood, baby. This is your home. Kick your feet up. Let's talk about some things and let's spill some tea. It is the first episode of 2021. Ah, oh, damn. You see, I'm already messing up. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It is the first episode of 2022. <laughs> 2022. Last year, she was a bitch. Yeah, I said it. I said it. And I hope she heard me. I hope she heard me. Last year was a bitch. Uh-huh. Yep. This year, we're focusing on doing way better things. We're focusing on growing. We're focusing on being more successful because... I'm the type of person to where I'm never satisfied, even though I did an amazing job last year and I did so many great things. I'm the type to where I want to chase the bag. I want to do better. I want to do more grand things. And that's what 2022 is going to be all about. Now, I'm not the type to do New Year's resolutions anymore because I work on myself every single day. I'm constantly thinking about ways to improve myself and to just get better. So instead of me giving 2022 a resolution, I'm going to be asking for resolutions from 2022. Yep, that's right. I'm asking for resolutions. Mm -hmm. I need some things from this year. I need some things from this year that should have been given to me a long, long time ago. And that's what we're going to be discussing in the weekly run up. But before we get into all that, I'm your host, Zach Iconic Thomas. You can follow me on Instagram at Zach underscore Iconic underscore Thomas. You can follow the show Instagram at so Far so show. Yeah, follow the show Instagram. Y'all need to follow that shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. And be sure to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, back to what I was talking about. 2022, I have high expectations. All right. Just like how I know 2022 has high expectations of me, which I will fulfill. But let's go ahead again to the weekly run up so we can talk about What all this year needs to be giving us, okay, and giving society, and most importantly, giving to me. (laughs) I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Come on, let's go. My damn shoe slipping off. Hold on. Hold on. My shoe slipping off. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Due to this being the first weekly run-up of 2022, I'm gonna be just giving a mini a mini rant on. The shit that was supposed to happen a long time ago that we need. And this year, I'm not waiting on it. I really am on my last, my last leg with a lot of this stuff. So let's go ahead and talk about it. Rihanna, Rihanna, Rihanna. Yeah, 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 girl. Yeah, you, you, Rihanna, Rihanna album. I need it. I need it. I've been nice long enough. I've been nice long enough. Because let's get one thing straight. Rihanna doesn't owe us anything, all right? She has given us so much good music. She has amazing makeup, the whole shebang. However, you told us there would be an album in 2019. What year is it? 2022? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Rihanna, there's a difference between... Being on colored people time and just being disrespectful. This is dis. Uh, this is disrespect. At this point, this is disrespect. I need an album in twenty twenty two, or else I don't know what I'm gonna do. I might just stop caring. Yep, you heard it. You heard it here first. I might just stop caring for a long, long time. Now, speaking of not caring, let's talk about um Normani. Normani. Nor- Norma mom. Girl, where the fuck is the album? Are you serious? Are you serious? Y'all were supposed to be on the 2021 end of the year recap album list. Oh, best albums of 2021. Yeah, Rihanna and Normani, y'all were supposed to be on that list. But here we are, 2022, still no music, still no album. What's poppin'? What's the team? Normani, it must be your label. I'm gonna say that it's your label, but girl, our album is 11 songs, 12 songs. You can give us 12 songs. You can give us 12 songs, Norma, mom. Normani, girl, it's 2022. Fifth Harmony broke up how long ago? I'm still listening to Fifth Harmony music because that's all I got to get over at this point. Camila Cabello, she ain't releasing her album. And you know, people don't fuck with Camila Cabello like that anyways. So here we are. And then the other Fifth Harmony girls, they not really out and about like that. I don't really keep up with them. So Normani, I need it. I need it. Either I need an album from you, or Fifth Harmony needs to get back together. Somebody needs to do something because this, I'm not doing. <laughs> I'm not doing this in 2023. My eyes turning gray, they turning blue, purple. Just sitting here looking at the phone screen, waiting for. Oh, is Rihanna gonna release an album? Waiting for. Oh, is Normani gonna release an album? Probably not. Probably not. But I'm gonna sit here and I'm just gonna complain about it until something gets done about it. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, let's talk about my all-time fave, Miley Cyrus. If there's any discussion or any question about who my all-time fave is, it's Miley Cyrus, and it always will be Miley Cyrus because no one has impacted pop culture as much as Miley Cyrus. Say what you want. Just think about everything she's done from Hannah Montana to her VMA, her VMA performances, to her music eras. This last year in... Plastic Hearts and Younger Now, all those albums. She is a pop culture chameleon and she blends in so well. So I know that she's going to do really, really well in 2022. So, girl, we need an album. And I know an album is coming because I can feel I can feel when Miley is about to drop more music because it's a it's a Sagittarius thing. It's a sad thing. I can feel the energy to when Miley is cooking up something really, really good. Miley, she just did her um, New Year's Eve party with Pete Davidson, which was fucking amazing. It was so funny. It was well put together. She has this new record label, and Miley has been on a motherfucking roll. She performed a new song that is not on streaming. The song is called You, and when I tell you I have been putting it on repeat, the YouTube video, because there is no streaming it on Spotify. She said, this song is so new, I just performed it live for y'all just to give a gift to my fans. And a gift it is. Now, I need this song on streaming. And not only do I need this song on streaming, I need a whole album worth of songs from Miley Cyrus in 2022. It's time. It's time. And I need a tour. I need a tour. And I need to meet Miley Cyrus. These are very ambitious goals for 2022. However, I'm pretty sure that we can get a Miley Cyrus tour. Yep. Yep, especially if people keep getting vaccinated. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Come on. Come on. I need a whole album and a tour, and I need to meet Miley Cyrus. That's not a lot. People ask for more in life. I'm not asking for a lot. Am I? Yeah, I am. No, no, I'm not. Fuck that. Fuck that. I need my shit. I need my shit. And an- another um aspect of pop culture that I really love is... Video games. I don't really talk about video games a lot on here. However, I am a gamer when I do have the time. I fucking love sitting down and just playing a video game. With that being said, Sims 5? Where is it? Where is Sims 5? Where the fuck is Sims 5? Y'all think this is a fucking joke? Where is Sims 5? Sims 4 has been out for how long? The game is boring. I'm sorry, the game is boring. The base game is boring. It is not worth. Any pennies. The fact that I've bought the base game three or four times because I keep losing the shit and I keep having to get different game systems, switching from PlayStation to PC. I'm tired of buying the boring ass base game. The game is boring and we need a new game. Uh, We need a new game. It's beyond time. And the thing that The Sims 4 does that I do not like is they release all these, these packs, these stuff packs, and these expansion packs that cost $5, $6 here ten dollars here who has the who has the pocket change you're not getting my pocket change we need sims 5 it's that simple and if y'all would have done a good job on sims 4 maybe people wouldn't be asking for sims 5 like they are asking for sims 5 now however we need that fucking game it's 2022 all right where is sims 5 in other news GTA 6, what's up? Are you serious? People are still, we still have GTA 5, and that's what we're getting over with. GTA 5, no. No, GTA 5 is practically the grandma of games now. It's old. It's old. We need GTA 6. And it's actually very aggravating because I know that it's very hard. It's very difficult to get all this stuff together. And I am by no means a tech guru. I am not a coder. I don't know how to animate shit. I don't know how a video video game gets created. However, I know I need my shit. It's beyond time for Sims 5 and GTA 6. Those things need to be released or at least announced in 2022. Like, damn, y'all just taking y'all precious time. My goodness. Oh, Also, Some things that I would like to see is a very iconic movie, like I don't, I don't know something Jordan Peele esque. We did have Candyman last year, which was that was a really good release. Release, however, I need something like, um, like Us or Get Out, something that's just really iconic that you go and see in the theaters. That's tailored to me. I really love horror movies, and of course, I love black culture. So, horror movies with black cast, sign me up. Now, I need I need a good um two or three iconic movies, two or three iconic movies this year, and I'll be satisfied. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Now, in political news, I am very satisfied with President Biden and his job approval. And I'm also very satisfied with Vice President Harris because I am someone who is a political science major. So I understand the structure of government and how difficult shit is. However, when it comes to the general electorate of the American people, a lot of people don't approve of President Biden, which is okay and might not ever change. However, as someone who is a loyal supporter of President Biden, I need voting rights to be done immediately. I don't know how voting rights is going to get done or passed, but it's something that has to be focused on in 2022 because This is the only year we're going to have to do it. This is the only year because the 2022 midterms are coming up. And if the Democrats lose the House or the Senate, then there's no way in hell voting rights is going to get passed. So President Biden, I don't know if you're going to have to take Senator Joe Manchin on a walk, take him on a date, get his nails done. Go rub his feet, rub his back. Something needs to be done in order to get voting rights signed into law. It has to be signed into law before the year is over. And I don't know how that's going to happen. But just because one senator from West Virginia does not want to do something does not mean that democracy should crumble just because he's having a, a hissy fit over some things and reforming the way that the Senate works. You have to do get voting rights done and it has to be done immediately because 2022 is the only year to do it. So that's the end of our weekly run up. We have a very serious topic to get into, which is going to be discussing the disproportionate rate in which, at which Black people go missing and what to do about that and how to approach that problem as we go through the year of 2022. And it's very important that you listen and really understand what I'm talking about when I discuss such a topic. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with our topic for the episode. We are back with our topic for this episode. In this episode, I wanted to discuss the disproportionate rate at which Black people go missing because it's very disturbing, especially studying this stuff. It was very hard to go through all the information and really pull back the covers on everything that we really don't know and the things that the media doesn't discuss. I don't know if the media purposefully leaves out people of color, specifically black people when it comes to, you know, who gets reported as missing and how hard people look for people who go missing in police departments and how they have a effect on whether these cases ever get solved. So I wanted to bring attention to this as we go into the new year and start this new year, because we have to keep ourselves safe. We have to keep each other safe and we have to stick together as a community because that's the main way we're going to fix this problem and to prevent things like this from occurring over and over again. And not only just people of color, but everybody and young people of all different shades and skin tones. People deserve to be able to go home to their families. People deserve to see their daughters. People deserve to see their sons. Just imagining like someone you know randomly going missing and you just don't know what to do, how to find them, and then you don't know what to feel while going through all this. So it's a very disheartening thing. Now, imagine all that, and then you're a person of color and you're trying to find your um your significant other, your daughter, your sister, your parent, and you can't find them. And not only can you not find them, but The police department is not helping you. The media is not talking about it. And you simply don't know what to do. So I wanted to shed light on a couple of cases in the topic as a whole as to why these things are happening in the black community. The United States has a negative relationship with black and brown people, as we all know and learn a little bit of in our High school and elementary history classes. But many black people that go missing, these cases, they go forever unsolved. And only a handful of them get the attention that they deserve. Unfortunately, family members and friends of these missing individuals, they are giving a diff- they're given a difficult time by the police department. They have to go through. Long processes, processes sometimes, and it can be very emotionally traumatic, as you can imagine. Also, not just people of color, but LGBT people, LGBTQ people, they really go through it as well. So, being black and gay, you're really getting the worst end of both situations. So, that's why it's really important to keep yourself safe and to Make sure that you're always aware of your surroundings and what you're doing and then checking in with people because it's dangerous out here still for black people. It's dangerous out here still for gay people. And it's very scary. It's very scary. Like, for instance, 2021 was the deadliest year on record for trans people in in general. Just violence against trans people and transphobia, just running rapid. So these things, they lead to one one step to another step. And before you know it, you just don't know where your friend is. You don't know where they disappeared to. And it's crazy. It's actually insane. And the fact that it's 2021 and the problem is getting worse when it comes to minorities getting Assaulted and being kidnapped, and all this dark, dark stuff. It's something that we really have to take on as a community. And it has to be a unified thing, not only with Black people, but white people, everybody, and not only gay people, but straight people as well. Because it's something that once one person goes missing, it affects all of us. Like that's somebody who could have been a doctor, that's somebody who could have been a politician, that's somebody who could have been something really, really extraordinary for society. That's somebody who could have had the cure to cancer. You never know know these things. So like I said, everyone deserves to come home. Now, according to 2020 FBI data, Black people make up 35% of missing persons reports, but only 13% of the U.S. population is Black. So yeah, you heard that right. 35% 35% of the missing people reports in 2020 were Black people, yet Black people only make up 13% of the population. That's insane. White people, meanwhile, make up 54% of the missing persons reports, and they are 76% of the U.S. population. So being 77% of the U.S. population, white people only make up 54% of the missing people reports. So but then this data you really see how disturbing and disproportionate, disproportionate this all is. Black people remain unresolved when it comes to their cases four times longer than those of white people. There's this show called Black and Black and Missing, that's what it's called. Yeah, Black and Missing, and it pulls back the curtain to explore the systematic behaviors and attitudes that stem from centuries of deeply rooted racism. And they also do a really good job at capturing the disparities in the media and what stories get coverage and what stories never get the light of day. And when you try to do research on your own merit on some of these stories, the the sources and the evidence It's so minimum. It's very, very minimum. There's this podcast that I love called Black Girl Gone. You should really check it out. And they discuss all these these cases that just, they don't get solved. And it's insane. Like, you deserve to know what happened. The family deserves to know what happened. The community deserves to know what happened to this person. And when these cases go unsolved, not only go unsolved, but you can't find any information for yourself, that shit is crazy and it's completely unacceptable. The access to technology and the access to data that we have in the modern era, there should be no reason why people are going missing. People of color are going missing. Trans people are going missing. There's no excuse for it and it has to stop. once we really take charge of it on our own our own will cuz no one else is going to do it for us the 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 way the current structure of the united states is things have to happen through protest just to put it put it as simply as possible things have to happen through protest things have to happen by a large group of people standing up Getting together and being like, we need to solve this problem. We need to handle this problem and we need to handle it urgently. Now, I have two cases here of people who are still missing, sadly, to this to this day. And I wanted to shed light on some of these. These incidents. The family of Sequoia Cooper, of course, reached out for help and is still reaching out for help. Sequoia Cooper, who is age 33, was last seen August 31st in a black Ford Fusion around 1130 p.m. According to reports, her friends and family told the Columbus Dispatch of Columbus, Ohio, which is where Sequoia was last seen, that Sequoia left the store, but she reportedly She left for the store, excuse me, but she reportedly never made it there. Her family also said it's not like her to just disappear and that her cell phone must have been turned off because, of course, people tried calling her and reaching out to her. Her family has been putting in work, hanging up flyers, looking at security footage of nearby location, talking to the police department and trying to get answers and trying to find ways to get Sequoia back. Now, these efforts have not led to Sequoia being found. So it's very important that we still, no matter what is the outcome of some of these situations, that we still talk about them and give positive energy to the family because this is a horrible thing and it happens frequently way too frequently to be okay another case that i wanted to discuss is that of akil eagleston who is from baltimore maryland akil eagleston disappeared more than four years ago it was may 3rd 2017 when eagleston stopped at a bank which was located in downtown baltimore near the inner harbor He was spotted on the bank surveillance camera but has not been seen or heard from since Eagleston's aunt said that it's very stressful not knowing where your loved one is. And it's like a nightmare. Every day you wake up, it's a nightmare. Eagleston's loved ones took their concerns to the Baltimore Police Department and they reported her missing. We all showed up begging, asking, pleading. So they took it upon themselves to look and to get together a group of 14 people to search for Akia and to do their best to find her. But of course, without the resources and the proper efforts from the police department, there was no luck in solving this case, sadly. Eagleston's aunt does not believe that Eagleston left on her own merit because there's no way that Eagleston would leave her two children as she was someone who had two kids. She was a single woman of color making it through the world, trying to care for herself and care for her family. And it's not like her and it would not be like her to just ram- randomly go missing. And it just sho- it shows you. Also, another thing that Eagleston's aunt said was she knows that. The kids don't really understand that their mom is missing. And it's very hard to explain to children that, oh, your mom is just, your mom is gone, pretty much. And it's a dark, dark thing for the family to to handle. But there are ways and resources to find out how to donate, how to share a post, how to do all these things in order to get the message out there to help these families. For instance, there is blackandmissingincorporated.com where I will put in the information for you to go to that website where you can find information on these cases and you can look into all these different stories for yourselves to find maybe you can find out a way to really get the word out there on a story that no one is talking about and you doing that in your free time is really something that is going to be helpful for the world. Whether you, you, you might not see the effects, but trust me, it is really helpful. And it is something that's beautiful for people to speak out on these things. So I will be putting blackandmissing.com in the show notes. Also, there's GoFundMe's for Akila Eagleston. I'm pretty sure there's ways to support. Sequoia Cooper's family and to help all these people. So, yeah, everyone stay safe and be sure to always reach out to people. When you're going somewhere, it's not a bad thing to text a friend being like, hey, girl, I'm going here. I'm about to go do this with so and so and so, especially if it's somebody new or if you're going to a new location. Text a friend, text a family member and be like, hey, I'm going here. I'm doing this. And Stay aware of everybody and everything and be smart about who you talk to and who you trust, especially if you're a minority, because it's a very scary world out here. But the thing that's going to save us is everyone's determination to work together and everyone's will to make these make these things better, because once they get worked on, it will get better. I have faith that things will get better. So that's the end of our topic. Please, please, please go check out Black and Missing. Also, if you have free time, watch the show. Watch the sh- Sit down and watch TV and consume media in different ways. You don't just, ha- just have to read about it. Sit down and watch TV. Sit down and read a book. Sit down and listen to a podcast. There's different ways to get information on these things. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Zach Excellence. We are back with Zach Excellence for the week. And this week, Zach Excellence is dedicated to Charlene Carruthers. Charlene Carruthers is a political strategist, community leader, and writer. She is very fucking exceptional. Oh, excuse my language. I try not to cuss during the Zach Excellence segment, but I couldn't help it. But she really is, is exceptional because she focuses on collective liberation and the fact that once we all work together and have more Black leaders, that we can really make those transformational differences in society that we really want to make. She is a PhD student in the Department of African-American Studies at Northwestern University. Her work spans more than 15 years of community organizing across racial, gender, and economic justice movements. She is a Black queer feminist who is dedicated to, like I said, liberation, and she tirelessly advocates for community power and community building. She also formed the Black Youth Project 100 to empower emerging Black activists across the country and has led campaigns for national organizations such as the Center of Community for Change, the Women's Media Center, and Color of Change. The organization, Black Youth Project 100, is an, a group that is very dedicated to voter mobilization, social justice campaigns, Community organizing, feminism, queer issues. So it's really, really, really important. She also focuses on coalition building between different marginalized groups so that we can really have that powerful effect of being unified. And Charlene, she's just amazing. See, had me cussing at the beginning and all that stuff. We have come to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check out the other episodes because i believe we are on episode 18 right now and that is crazy that is insane time has really flown by so thank you for listening be sure to give the other episodes a listen follow my instagram at zach underscore iconic underscore thomas follow the show instagram at so far so hood show and be sure to check in with me next week so that our lives can stay so far so hood i will talk to you later